Okay, so Sheenal, really just the first question is, how did the pandemic force you yourself to change as a leader? That's a big question. There's, and there were a lot of changes that happened. Um, you know, and I'd say I'm still changing now. Um, the, you know, if we go back, I mean, I don't think I'm going to answer your question directly here, but I think one of the, if we look at sort of like the evolution of what happened in the pandemic to where we are now, what happened with us was um, we made a big focus on holding on to our corporate team and not making, um, you know, staffing changes at corporate and really investing in our team. And but what was what was difficult was all the all the issues that happened at our property. So, you know, we, we had to. We had to become certainly more agile and think about things differently, and I think most management companies figured out that they had to do that at one point or another. Um, but what what also what what happened, I mean, I think this was for everybody, is that everybody experienced significant turnover. Um, after you know, after the initial phase of the the COVID, where COVID, where you know, occupancy dropped, then we went through this phase, um, you know, sort of the through 2021 and 2022, where you know, management teams were turning over. It was hard to find housekeepers. Um, labor costs were were rising. Um, revenues were starting to come back, but nowhere near 2019 levels. Um, and so what we had to do was really look at our corporate team um, to provide that stability. And I think for me as a leader, what it made me realize is um, my, my executive team, my corporate team that are like immediately with me are really, they're everything. And they, um, you know, they stuck with me and they problem solved and they helped figure out all the issues. Now that was that was positive, but if we're being real honest, it caused some negative issues, like some some issues that we're still climbing out of. Right. So one of the big things that it caused is um, sort of level of micromanagement from the corporate perspective, because we had so much turnover. The ability to train people at corporate at property was was basically impossible. Um, there was, you know, the, not only do we have turnover, but the people that were coming in had significantly less experience um, because we saw that so many people had left the hospitality industry and there wasn't really any great places for people to be, you know, getting trained. So our corporate folks um, and our, I'd say our corporate staff really ballooned I and mean, we're 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 at a point now where we're well over one one corporate person to each property, and that wasn't the case before. We're we're we have more people at corporate than we did in 2019, and it was really because we need. It's not just support, but our folks at corporate are actually starting to do a lot of the work that we typically um, would have folks on site doing. The, the negative of that is that we've now created this culture of. If it doesn't get if if it's not right or it doesn't get done, it's okay. Corporate will fix it, right? And corporate's fixing it, but it's causing now it's now I'm I'm 
I'm struggling or not struggling, but now I'm having to address that issue so I don't have burnout and turnover at corporate, which we, you know, we've been lucky enough to be able to be aware of that. But that is the struggle that I'm dealing with right now or the challenge is I want to make sure that, you know, we're we're getting back to a place where we are delegating back to the properties what they should be doing, our general managers, our assistant GMs, or DOSs. Um, and they're all they're very capable. It's just a culture shift of you know, responsibility moving from property to corporate. And it was appropriate for that to happen because the property just needed to get rooms cleaned and check in guests because, you know, most of our properties did not have people. At this point, pretty much all of our properties are are close to fully staffed. You know, there might be, you know, a few here and there, but, you know, in the depth of uh, early 2022, um, even through the summer of 2022, I mean, we we were missing, I don't know, we were probably missing corporately or pro portfolio wide, maybe three or 400 positions were posted that we could not fill. So I think that that's a long way of um, answering your question. Um, but I think the the struggles of COVID sort of, it it changed a lot of how we, how we operate. And now uh, my conversations with my senior team is, how do we delegate back to the corporate to to our properties? Um, we have to trust them. We have to let go. Uh, they're capable, um, and that's that's a that's a major culture shift. So maybe to summarize, it's just kind of like, do you feel that you guys will ever operate the way that you did in 2019, or is it forever shifted? Well, I don't think that we will operate. I, mean, for, I don't think that we will operate in any year the same way we did last year. Otherwise, we're not improving and changing, right? So, um, so no, I, I do not think that we will operate the same way that we were we were in in 2019. Um, I think what what how we've changed though is we've become a lot more process oriented, and um, you know, go, going down to sort of basic operations and not expecting that someone coming into the hotel even at the gm level knows what to do you know the expectation is that they have you know basic skills but the way we're setting up our company and our sort of corporate team is to be able to teach our general managers our agms our directors of sales everything that they need to learn to do the job whereas in 2019 we were able to hire experience and um just expect you know when they came in it was you know sort of plug and play that's not the case um, and I imagine that for the, you know, maybe five years, 10 years until the hospitality industry, you know, recovers from um, from a human capital perspective where people are are getting trained and people want to get back into hospitality and, you know, sort of the, the younger folks that are entering hospitality start, you know, rising through the ranks and becoming experienced until that happens. I think we're going to be in the same place where we are really focused on figuring out how to um, handhold our RGMs or AGMs and DOSs um, so they can be they can be successful. And, and it's been a learning process. I mean, unfortunately, like we've lost some good GMs because we were, you know, late in in a few cases in providing that training that we probably needed to, but you know, we learned that and now we're we're trying to 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 change that. Yeah, as you mentioned, like the younger generations as they rise through the ranks, I've heard 
lots of leaders say they feel like they're missing the middle manager positions. Um, like there's just kind of a void there. And like you said, really just building up the staff so that that can kind of take those spots and you don't feel like you're, you know, lacking in any area like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the industry lost so many people through COVID, right? They all right. went to other industries. Um, you know, it will be interesting to see what happens with, you know, just sort of the general slowdown in various other industries like technology, um, if that will, because I, I do know a lot of people went to to work in, you know, at technology companies. And, you know, if that that will cause any people coming back to, to hospitality, you know, it's, it's too early to tell. Um, so maybe hindsight for 2020 is what advice do you think you would give yourself for back then now, knowing what you have already gone through? Um, I think I, you know, I, I spent a lot of try time trying to, um, keep close connections with our property leaders. I would I would call our GMs regularly, um, at least, you know, basically at least a third of our portfolio every week. I was reaching out to GMs and DOSs, and if I were to go back to 2020, I think I probably would have um, maybe maybe cut that in half and spent that other time making sure I was connecting enough with our our corporate level team. Um, you know, I think I was so focused on the properties that I. I didn't um, I didn't use that time because, you know, if I'm saying yes to that, I'm saying no to something else. Right. Um, I didn't spend that time with uh, with our corporate folks. And, you know, you no, know, and I, I have, I have a, a great corporate team and I have a close connection with them, but it could have been even stronger. Um, and, you know, our corporate team was our rocks. They, they were the ones that really um, got us through, um, you know, relatively unscathed through all this. And I feel like we did kind of touch on a little bit of each parts of those second and third questions from the first one. But is there anything else that you want to mention? Um, just so I don't gloss over it, is um, you know, any honest feedback on permanent changes that you guys has made or anything along that lines? I just want to make sure I allowed you to fully answer. Yeah. That. Look, I think us, like every other company, have made significant ta tactical changes in how how we operate. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's just changing with the times. I think that the big struggle that we're really well aware of and that I'm spending a lot of time in on is the cultural shift of um, of getting back to a, a place where we can we can delegate from our corporate staff and our corporate folks that they can delegate to folks below them to folks out of the property um, and get back to thinking strategically um, instead of just tactically trying to solve problems uh, you know getting above the business like the day-to-day -day business and figuring out how we're going to um, solve larger issues in two years, three years, five years. Uh, and that's what I need my corporate team to do. And it's it's a struggle, not because they, they don't they don't want to do it, uh, but they're, you know, to be honest, they're having to rebuild that level of trust with with everybody else, you know, with their with their team, with their team's teams. Um, and that building that trust takes time. And until they build that trust, it's gonna be hard for them to let go. I think that's that's a cultural shift. I think that you know we're we're aware of. I, I think my guess is most management companies, if they're not aware of it, if they think about it, they have the same problem. Yeah, absolutely.
Um, one I just thought of, and if you don't, you know, feel ready to answer anything, that's okay. But is there anything that you feel like is better now than it was pre-pandemic, um, business-wise for you guys, decision-making, <clears throat> corporate team, maybe even any specific thing that you feel like, wow, looking back, we're even stronger now in this certain area than we were even before everything happened. I think though, what it what it taught, especially our corporate team, mm -hmm. is that it is okay to make changes quickly. And I think what, what we learned in COVID is that waiting even an extra week causes damage. Um, when a decision needs to be made, even if it's an uncomfortable on one, make it fast. And that piece has stuck with us. You know, even though we've sort of gotten larger, our team's gotten bigger, we've had have more properties now versus 2019, the decision-making process is quicker. And also, as we've um, developed processes for our properties, you know, it's because, you know, they're, they're green and trying to learn everything, we've also become more process-oriented at corporate and just how we do things, and things have become a little bit more standardized. Um, but I think that's, you know the 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 one thing that's been positive coming out of COVID. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of a lot of things positive actually that came out of it. Um, you know, any any my view is that anytime something like that happens, yeah, I mean, it sucks, right? Like, but it was certainly an impetus for for change in an industry that does not like to change, right? Like our industry is like one of these weird industries that is resistant to change. I hear so often, well, this is how I always used to do it. Um, and I, I don't hear that anymore ever. Like, not at all. Not at all do I ever hear that. It's always like, oh, yeah, let's, let's give that a shot. Sounds interesting. You know, technology now is, um, I think that, that the other thing is technology. I think the reliance on technology, before we thought it was like a nice to have, now it's a need to have. And we're, all, we're using technology so much more, I think, you know, sort of this AI revolution is going to also significantly change and make things more efficient. I mean, we're already using things like ChatGPT, um, and I'm sure all the the companies out there, you know, are using it too. But you know, it's pretty pretty unbelievable what some of this new technology can can do and make you know just processes more efficient, things faster. Um, you know, we're talking about you know, SOPs and processes, what used to take, you know, maybe two months to get something in completely final form, I can get done in two weeks. Um, because, you know, because there's there's so much more resources and like the AI out there can, surprisingly is, is pretty good. 